0: Good morning. How are we? Happy Friday. I'll say my usual thing. Time's flying at the moment. Isn't time going fast? Anyway, quick tip today. If you are struggling to get back on track, maybe struggling motivation to get back on track. And it's something I see a lot when we're doing our accountability challenge with check-ins and people you know say, "Oh, I just had the worst day yesterday um, or I had a bad day or You know, Whatever we say, however we describe it, we start to beat ourselves up. And and it's that mode, it's our thoughts about the thing that can be the issue here. And I want you just to try this. If you're starting something or you've done something over the last few weeks and then you have a bit of a so-called bad day or something happens, something gets in the way and you don't respond or act as you planned you would, there can be disappointment in there and that's okay. Uh, It's okay to be disappointed, but you can... You're also just noticing it more because perhaps you're trying to change that habit. So you, you haven't done that habit for a few days, maybe even a week in some cases. Now your attention is on that habit more. OK, so now your attention is on that habit more. So the result of that, your attention being on it more, is that you notice it more and it becomes a bigger deal. And all your focus then comes on that error rather than the success you've had. My point here, you could have gone six days exercising every day for 10 minutes or whatever. You could have gone six days with not uh, comfort eating in the evening and being really in control, whatever the habit is. But then you could have one day just gone, yeah, I I didn't do it that day. Didn't feel good. Feel a bit guilty now. And my point here is, is we forget that we just did it for six days. And the facts are we won 6-1. You know, if it was a football game and you won 6-1, you would be going, well, we won 6-1. not like, oh, that one though, you know, you'd have to be a real perfectionist to do that. <laughs> Certain managers maybe. But my point here is we lose focus of how far we've come. And that's where the confidence lives and the facts to get that saboteur and say, actually, we can do this. Actually, the facts show I'm doing better. And the facts show I can do it. And it's a bit like the other evening in our q and Someone said that, you know, evenings are my worst. Evenings are my worst. Um, I struggle with eating. And I said, right now, are you eating right now? And she said, no. So the fact that she was doing it then, like she was in control right then. So right now in this moment, are evenings an issue? No. Because remember that... Good morning, Ali. Remember that everything that we worry about or stress about or are anxious about is always present, always future or past, not present. And as soon as you bring your attention to that present again, that's when you can gain a bit more control. They're all future-based or past-based. And that's one of the disadvantages of actually planning and thinking things through too much. For example, I signed up to a Spartan at a little bit of notice, but not loads. But now I've had like so long to think about it, with covid and everything you start to go should i be fitter though should i would i be able to do that whereas i'd have just just done it not that lack of preparation is something that we promote but my point here is is the more we think about something the more stresses and worries we can create about that thing i've done a million times of public speaking job interviews over the years like things that you you big them up to be something you do them and you go as if i was worried about that and they they're becoming a big thing and they're like 12 weeks away a year away what, and if we do it with, with habit change. What, what happens if I can't do this when we open back up again? What happens if I can't do this when I'm back in the office at work? What, and all these things. But we're doing it now and that's all that matters because we could be a different person by the time we get here. We're worrying about where we'll be here. But when we when we get here, when we're later down the line and our habits have started to change... We might find that thing easier to adapt. We might not even have to do as much because let's face it, when you get start getting certain results and you start doing habit for long enough, it becomes quite routine and then it becomes easier to do. That's just how habits work. That's why we're so good at doing certain things, certain habits, good or bad. We do them because we do them most often and what we do today, we're more likely to do tomorrow. What we do today, we're more likely to do tomorrow. So an easy way to think about this today is that, to so think forward, and this is a little task for you now, is think about where you want to be in about three months. So three months today would be the 12th of June, nearly Freedom Day. It's nearly the 12th of June. How would you want to feel on that day? How do you want to look on that day? Who do you want to be on that day? Like, how do you want to act on that day? What would that, what would the happy version of you, whatever that looks like, what would you be doing on that day? And then... Then ask the question, okay, what would that person doing, be doing to achieve that on that day? And then act like that today. That's all you have to do. So if that person was someone who exercised more, was someone who got up and exercised more, just act like that now as best you can because you, we sometimes wait until the perfect time or until that we think it's the right time to try and act like that. But then we, if we'd have just started now, no matter how small, we'd have been closer to where we wanna be. And that time soon comes around. And I'm not saying that not to be happy now, but things don't have to be really bad to want to change. And that's another thing. We think that, yeah, I'm actually actually doing all right. Morning Stella, I'm doing all right, I think. But then if we're not actually happy or other people are saying, yeah, you should be happy the way you are, that's fine. But then you've got to consider the difference between... Being happy where you are, but still wanting to do a bit better in a certain area. That's still okay. And I think we struggle sometimes, and that can come into beating ourselves up when it comes to any bad day, any bad moment, any setback. We put all our attention on that, forgetting how well we've done, how far we've come, where we're at right now. Call ourselves name, label ourselves, forgetting that they're just made of Velcro. Like... My daughter's shoes, which always come undone every second, so you can rip that tag off whenever you want. I'm lazy. I'm this. I'm that. Really question it when you say that, because what we hear really does influence what we say, what we do, and as ultimately our results. So that was a tangent this morning, as ever, as ever. Nice tangent for you. So give me a hello if you are in today. If you watch on replay, let me know. And if you have any questions, as always, let me know. But just consider that today, if you're ever struggling to get motivation just and you're struggling even where to start, consider where you'd want to be in three months time and just consider what you would need to do to get that and just act like that now. What would that person do? Even maybe a year if that helps, what would that person do? Imagine you in a year's time achieving the exact results where you want to be. What would they be doing to have got there? What would they have done? Because let's face it, the habits will build up over time. They get easier to do over time and they'll still be doing them in a year's time, but they'll just be easier to do. Problem is, is, when we get become so future and past-based that we don't do anything. So when we don't do anything, that's when anxiety builds because it actually gets harder to do. As I said, my public speaking got harder and harder to do because I kept putting it off and then it was a bigger thing and I could get away with it early days in university uh, until later days when it was the whole thing. Stella, can I ask you about menopausal weight gain? Uh, it was on it was on breakfast tv yesterday it's worried me is that a falsify or true and can hormones cause weight gain i don't want to feel i have to resign to weight gain yeah it's an interesting way it's it's an interesting point right because you said i don't have to resign like like the hormonal changes will 100% make it harder like no no doubt on that not just from a potential hunger point of view in terms of signalling. So your hunger hormones may change slightly. You, your fat distribution will change, which can make people feel like they've put on more weight or they're carrying weight in less flattering areas. Um, hormonal changes may cause fat storage more like a male. So fat storage around the stomach rather than the hips. And that is an adaptation around menopause, which again, if that makes someone feel rubbish, how you feel can affect what you do then people tend to eat more throw in um tiredness because of not sleeping due to symptoms around menopause maybe people have hot flushes and not sleeping well then their sleep um impacts their hunger hormones hunger more hungry the next day a bit more stressed the next day you throw all that into one big pot and you've definitely got signaling which is fighting against you however the cool part of this and not to feel that you have to resign. And obviously I'm speaking from this, from a (laughs) a guy's point of view. So, and I'm grateful that I'll never have to go through that. I think males have it so easy, so easy. Like you hit puberty and guys are done. That's it. Um, So what I would say though, is the research is very um, exciting. I would say in that the same principles apply. So as we age the same principles around energy in energy out nutrient dense foods still still sit there and they still apply they may just be harder to stick to so we may have to exhaust the things that are recommended to help someone stick to it okay and what this might mean is looking at things like resistance exercise for not just like body shape and tone and muscle and but also terms of how this can impact your metabolism is your hunger levels potentially the more lean mass someone has the better control of hunger they seem to have which is exciting right so the more lean mass you have the more the better control of hunger you have hey paula um so this could help with signaling we could go into things like fiber intake and gut health we know that these keep you f- fuller with protein as well. This is going to keep you more full up. But we could go into fibre and gut health as well. Could that help with the signaling a little bit? Yeah, potentially. It's- potentially, again. Um, then you've got certain medications, whether they can control the symptoms, which help with sleep and then, you know, HRT, etc., which could then help with other things. So um, what I'm saying here is the, f- the rules or that we know how people to improve that signaling and get better results in terms of their body shape in terms of their energy levels would just need to be exhausted a bit more and you might just be, need to be consistent for a little bit longer to see the same results than you did 20 years ago and i would say that that's exciting and it's a bit like i'm gonna describe it like what's happened in like the diabetes area it's like type 2 diabetes people have gone from saying um it will just get worse. There's nothing you can do about it. To saying, well, it could potentially put in remission now with by do doing X, Y, Z with your lifestyle, with your diet, and even if you tell someone that, you know, when I used to um, do diabetes education in the NHS, people used to, I used to see that a lot. Like people would say, like in in the early days, it used to be, well, it's progressive disease, not really. You're not really allowed to say much about these preliminary studies. I mean, you could say, you know, however, there's some research saying that, you know, you could put it in remission. And then it becomes a you know, oh, remission. Oh, OK. So if I do X, Y and Z, you know, we love we love like absolutes, don't we? If I do X, Y Y Z, I'll, I'll get rid of it. Well, no, not necessarily. But you could put it in remission and it was kind of exciting that brain. And you could feel the energy going in someone going, oh, there's hope here, and I'm not willing to let that hope disappear. And it's, the, and it's the same here, in terms of, yes, there will be signaling against you in some areas around hunger, insulin sensitivity, um, and it's very individual, of course, like some people just go, I never really got that, and I did. Um, and I've learned to say that I'm never hot whilst being in a room of women anymore because I don't understand, I get it, so, um, there are a few things that you can do, but you're going to have to exhaust them things a little bit more with, especially getting the basics right in terms of hydration, water, um, fibre, there's a, then, you know, I'm talking about natural ways here, and then, um, the banner of hope, think differently, yeah, and then there's a few other things that you could look at, depending on your, your actual symptoms of it, like, is it sleep, is it hot flushes, um, is it more down the route of insulin resistance and then being kind of pre-diabetic all of a sudden, um, and then you could look at things, yeah, like inositol, which if someone's had a history of PCOS can be something to look into. But they've probably gone down that route already, or or maybe seen some something like that as well. Um, and you know you see things like certain seeds and supplements, maybe around soy, uh, omega three which could potentially have an impact vitamin E around skin and then obviously your dietary intake of caffeine, alcohol all things that we love doing and, and I get that they're really hard to change sometimes so uh, I get they're really hard to change but sometimes you've got to look at it from a self-care point of view not I'm missing out on alcohol but maybe I my self-care to myself today is that I'm not gonna drink tonight and see how I sleep or see treat my body quite well tonight in terms of X, Y, Z. And this could have an impact if someone, for example, has hot flushes and struggles to sleep. It's not as simple as that, of course. There's so many other variables of sleep. Um, And one of the biggest variables is that we worry we'll get to sleep. So the biggest issue of people not getting to sleep is they're worried that they won't get to sleep. It's pretty much the issue our thoughts about the things which comes back to, uh, that's nicely come back around to the point of this whole video isn't it about our thoughts about the thing and being in the future and the past i'm glad that that came back round. anyway i can't even remember the title of this video so i'm going to add a title to this about um menopausal weight gain plus menopausal weight gain anyway i best go because we've got our arms workout this morning so I am going to log off. Any questions, as always, if you want more information about our Kickstart programme, do send me a message. I'll get you the details and I'll see you soon. Thoughts are powerful. Great stuff, seller. Take care. Any questions, happy Friday. Let me know. Drink your water, eat your protein, stay safe, get your fibre in and I'll see you soon. Take care.